WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City, from WNYC. It's Tuesday, June 27th. Here's the midday news from Lance Lucky. Dismal weather may make the already expected low turnout for New York City's primary election even lower. Election officials say they've received only about 60,000 ballots out of some 2.5 million New Yorkers who can vote in the primary. The polls close at 9 tonight. New York City is buying nearly $100,000 in submachine guns. For correction officers at Rikers Island, WNYC's Matt Katz reports. A purchase order in the city record shows that a South Jersey gun dealer is sending the city MP5 submachine guns, which a correction spokesperson says will only be used by a specially trained team for extraordinary situations. Officers in the jails are actually forbidden from carrying weapons, but they are sometimes armed when transporting detainees or providing security on the jail's perimeter. The purchase comes at the same time the department is controversially eliminating $17 million in programs at the jails on job training, drug rehabilitation, and other life skills. Earlier this fiscal year, the correction department also purchased 10 sniper rifles, each costing $10,000. The Asia Society has a new director. Yasufumi Nakamori comes to the Park Avenue Arts and Culture Institution from London's Tate Modern, where he served as senior curator of international art and photography since 2018. Nakamori previously held positions at the Minneapolis Institute of Art and the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston. John D. Rockefeller founded the Asia Society in 1956. The institution is known for collecting and exhibiting art of Asian heritage. Nakamori replaces Michelle Yoon Maplethorpe, who left Asia Society in June of last year. It is 72 right now. Light rain and scattered showers this afternoon. Thunderstorms are possible and near 78. Those showers continue through the evening. Everybody's got a story about a piece of music. I thought this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's about pure experience, pure connection, pure joy. This song allowed me to survive. I'm Terrence McKnight with a new season of The Open Ears Project. Every Monday in under 20 minutes, you'll hear a different guest share their story. So you can start your week on the right note. Listen wherever you get podcasts. NYC, NYC, NYC. 
On WNYC, I'm Michael Hill, and it is primary day across New York. Polls are open in four of the five boroughs today for the June 27th primary day elections. Voters who are registered Democrats, Republicans, and in the case of one city council district in the Bronx, conservatives can cast their ballots by 9 o'clock tonight. The voting part is pretty straightforward. Figuring out when all the results will be in, well, that is a little more complicated. Joining me now with that information and what to keep track of before you go vote is WNYC's Bridget Bergen. Now, before we jump to the results, what should voters know as they head out to the polls today? Well, remember, you need to uh, be a registered voter in a party holding a primary to vote in these elections. New York has, as we talk about, a closed primary system, which means that only registered Democrats, Republicans, and as you mentioned, conservatives in the 13th city council district in the Bronx can vote in these elections. So it's really wise to confirm your poll site and who's on your ballot before you go out to vote. It's also important to remember that if you live in part of a neighborhood that's on the edge of a city council district, your representative may have changed after redistricting. There are definitely parts of South Brooklyn where that is very much the case. So check it out so you are not surprised when you get to a poll site. And the best place to find that information is at the New York City Board of Elections website, which is vote.nyc. There you can enter your address and find your primary day poll site and take a look at your sample ballot. Bridget, voters will have the opportunity to rank their vote in some of the races on the ballot. Would you explain that once again? Yeah, so if you have a city council primary with multiple candidates, you have the option to select them in order of preference. Your top choice could be number one, your next choice is number two, and so on, up to five. Now, this is the system that's been in place since 2021. The idea is that it extends the weight of your vote and allows you to vote your heart, not just your head. Meaning, Say you really love a candidate, even though you're not sure the person can win. With ranked choice voting, there's really no reason not to rank the person that you love, number one, because even if they get the fewest votes and end up eliminated in that first tally, your ballot will still count if you picked a second choice candidate. So it's actually pretty empowering for voters. Now, in those other contests on your ballots that are not city offices, and so I'm talking DA primaries, judicial and party contests, that's where you just make your choice and that's it. If your candidate loses, your vote doesn't go any further. Any more tips before people go vote? Well, for the past few years, the BOE has been sending out these tags that voters can put on their keychains as part of their annual mailer. Well, this year, they actually also sent out a QR code on that mailer that if you scan with your phone, you can add it to your digital wallet. And so that when you go to check in at the poll site, the poll worker can find you easier in the poll book. You can sign in faster, get your ballot fast, printed more quickly. You know, there are probably not going to be huge lines at many poll sites for this election, Michael. But these are the types of things that it's good to try out now because next year there is a presidential election and those poll sites will be a lot busier. And you'll know how to use some of these tools to keep the lines moving faster. Helpful tips, helpful tips. Let's talk results now. When will we know who won? So the BOE will post returns like they always do on election night. Those returns will include the votes from people who voted during early voting, a big chunk of the absentee ballots, and people who voted on the machines on primary day. That means certain affidavit ballots and absentee ballots won't be in that tally. And also, really important to note, 
there will be no ranked choice tally on primary night. So what Mm. we will see are just the results based on who people picked as their top choice. Then a week and a day later on July 5th, because of the July 4th holiday, we're going to see the first ranked tally. And if they need more ranked tallies to come up with someone who gets more than 50% of the vote, they will take place in weekly intervals. Are you saying we might not know who won some of these ranked choice races until, let's say, mid-July? I I am saying that. There's a possibility in close contests, but... The BOE is committed to getting it right. They know people remember what happened in 2021 Mm -hmm. when they published those erroneous ranked choice results. So they say they are working to make sure that does not happen again, that the results are correct, even if they take some time. And keep in mind, valid absentee ballots can still be received up to a week after the election. There's also a process to fix some of those ballots that have errors, and that can add about a week into the process because the BOE has to notify you and the voter has to respond. It adds time, but it's all in the service of voters, and the BOE wants to get it right. If uh, anyone experiences problems, Bridget, at a polling site, what can they do? Well, I'll tell you, Michael, social media is surprisingly effective in these elections. Tweeting at the Board of Elections is very helpful. A voter can also call 866-VOTE-NYC for information, or you can send tips or issues to us at Gothamist.com. Primary day in New York, WNYC's Bridget Bergen on it. Thank you, Bridget. Thanks, Michael. One of New York's most important civil servants has died. Richard Ravage was 89. He helped save New York City from financial ruin in the 1970s. He followed that up by saving the subway system in the 1980s, creating the modern version of the MTA in the process. He even served as lieutenant governor from 2009 to 2010 under Governor David Patterson. Back in April, Ravage sat down for an interview with WNYC's Stephen Nesson, who has this remembrance. Dick Ravage kept his office on the 33rd floor of the Art Deco General Electric building in Midtown. A secretary there ushered me into a conference room that had a mini replica token booth made out of wood. Ravage arrived shortly after. But before we could dive into an interview, his assistant, Dolly, had an important question. So what do you want? Because we're going to do like the deli or whatever. And here's the voice. BLT. Somehow, even a sandwich had gravitas when Ravage was ordering. But I was there to talk about debt. I was writing a story about how the MTA's business model, selling bonds to pay for subway upgrades, has been compromised by the pandemic. Ravitch was the architect of that and only too happy to talk. Oh, I'd be glad to do that. But first, I asked him to share his earliest subway memory. It shouldn't have been a surprise, but it centered on money. He recalled when the MTA raised the cost of a ride from a nickel to a dime. And I had to get my father to increase my allowance so I could afford it because I wanted to make sure I had enough money for comic books and chewing gum. Years later, Ravitch was meeting with then-Governor Hugh Carey, trying to get PBS more money, when Carey asked if Ravitch would be MTA chair and fix the subways. I found the system in a state of serious disrepair. But he was up to the task. He convinced lawmakers to tax New Yorkers to pay for repairs to the subways. And it worked. Ravage quite literally saved the system. That was in many ways my greatest achievement in my life. And even up to his last days, he was still helping out. 
Ravitch said he met regularly with MTA chair Jano Lieber for breakfast at Sarabeth's on Central Park South. He's a bright guy. We talk a lot. He asks my advice. I give it to him. Mostly about how do we get money. Ravitch also recounted a recent lunch with Governor Kathy Hochul, where he said he put in a good word for the MTA. I asked if he thought the governor would give the MTA the money it needs. He was confident. I think they'll get what they need for the MTA. He was right. They did. Hochul agreed to increase taxes on New York businesses. And again, it was Ravitch working behind the scenes. A power broker to the very end. Stephen Nesson, WNYC News. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. More this evening. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.